This week's episode is about learning how to detach from your thoughts. So if you are someone that likes to overthink, get stuck in a spiral of negative thoughts or constantly reminisces about the future or the past, this episode is definitely for you. What I'm about to explain and not only the tool but really the insights of why we think the way we do quite literally changed my life. And once you understand that concept and why it can be so powerful, I believe it can have an impact on yours too. So without further ado, my name is Kevin Fernandez. Welcome to Muse. The root of suffering is attachment. It's a quote by Buddha. Most of the time, the reason you are overthinking is because you are attached to the thoughts that magically appear in your heads. Just like scrolling through social media, your attention gets sucked away. And in this case, it gets sucked away because of the situation that you may be dealing with at work, on a personal level, thinking either about the past or the future, any uncertainties in your life that you may be scared of. I mean, there are quite a vast amount of things that you can overthink about. And it can be quite intimidating, but even more so energy draining because you jump from thoughts to thoughts and you do not see time pass by, but you feel how that process is slowly sucking your energy. And I can't tell you how often that happened to me when I was consumed by that one thing I couldn't get my mind off, seemingly an impossible situation to fix that I can only laugh about now. When you're overthinking, those thoughts take your full attention and they are consuming you instead of you consuming them. And because you are consumed by them, you will get emotionally attached to them to the extent on how serious the situation really is, it ent- it intensifies the more you think about it. We are consumed by so many things in our heads and we kind of need to get rid of every single thought in our head. That's at least how I see the situation. And you can think of your brain as like a computer or a smartphone. You know when your phone has too many applications open, what does usually happen? It slows down. The applications that are still on your phone working in the background, they are not really closed. They are still there waiting for you to get back to them. And as they are there waiting for you to get back to them, they are using something which is called working memory, which is different from storage memory where you keep your pictures, where you keep your documents, where you keep the actual apps. Working memory is used to get back to the same position when you were using the app previously, basically. And as you have too many apps open, well, first of all, your phone slows down. But on the other side, you're also draining the battery because you are consuming more energy. Similarly, when you're overthinking, you have all these thoughts using your working memory and they are slowing you down. You can't really focus on something specific unless you close these thoughts, unless you close these thoughts just like you would close these applications on your phone. And in order to do that, you need to first regain your attention and second of all, detach from whatever your voice is telling you in your head. And there are quite a vast amount of activities that you can do in order to regain your attention, like meditating, journaling, exercising, going for a walk, anything that really distracts you from the situation in your head usually works. But when you are in this state of overthinking, at least this happens for me a lot, you're not really prone to go to the route of meditating, for example. 
the actions, the whole circus of thoughts that is currently happening inside your brain sounds so complex to you that any solution to distract yourself sounds unbelievable. How can such a complex thing, the thoughts that are currently happening inside our brain, be solved by such an easy action? It's ridiculous, but it works. When you are in this state of overthinking, you are irrational. You are thinking, but you're not thinking clearly, as they say. You are in a completely different belief bubble. Your beliefs are not what you would usually think. They are determined by whatever you are consumed by. Therefore, the belief that anything can help at that point in time is non-existent. And the reason I'm starting off with this is that you need to believe in the methods that you are using to overcome your problems. You need to have faith that you can make it stop. Just like in medicine, sometimes the placebo effect is as efficient as the actual drug, a belief has a lot of influence over you. And the second thing to realize is that you can take control of these thoughts. You can take control of whatever is happening in your brain. But it does require a different action than the one that you are using to overthink. And Stephen Barlett once said that best in his podcast, if thinking is your problem, you cannot overcome thinking with your own thinking. So you need to find a different approach to make it stop. And here is what I suggest and what really, really works for me. The psychotherapist Maud Purcell once said in the Fast Company paper that writing accesses the left hemisphere of the brain, which is analytical and rational. While the left brain is occupied, your right brain is left to do what it does best. It creates, it intuits, and it feels. In this way, writing removes mental blocks and allows you to use more of your brain power to better understand yourself and the world around you. Writing things down has such an incredible power and I'm not even talking about journaling. I'm really talking about writing things down when you need to write them down. Whenever you see yourself stuck in your thoughts, whenever you can't get that fight with a friend or partner out of your head, whenever you see yourself wonder about the future or the past due to some insecurity, due to anxiety, whatever that is, writing can help. But writing isn't enough. You also need to change your perspective. You need to change that belief bubble that you are in when you are overthinking. And in order to change your perspective, I suggest that you counter-argument every single thought that you just wrote down at that point in time. That will allow you to get back from your irrational, emotional self to your rational self. And Gary Van Verdemont said it best in his book Mindworks, The first and most critical step is to shift your perspective and view the belief bubble from outside the bubble. On a side note, what is a belief bubble? I've mentioned this term quite a few times on this podcast. Um, You and me, we have two different belief bubbles. You act according to your beliefs and I act according to mine. You can have someone believe in God and someone to be agnostic. These two people will see and live the world and experience the world in two completely different ways. They will experience the world according to their beliefs. And when you are overthinking, your beliefs are slightly off. They are not 100% the same as when you are in your rational self. And as an example, to demonstrate this, you can also think of yourself when you were angry, at some point in your life when you were angry. When you act angry or act with any other kind of emotion, your natural beliefs are influenced by whatever you are consumed by. And that is a different belief bubble than your rational belief bubble. And what you try to do with writing and counter-argumenting your thoughts is to redirect yourself from this overthinking belief bubble to your rational belief bubble. So how does it work concretely? Let's get into an example. Whenever you see yourself thinking extensively, just 
start writing things down. Pretty simple. Either while you're thinking, you kind of dictate your thoughts on paper, or after you just have completed this thought thread in your head, you write a short summary of that thought, whatever that was on paper. And don't read what you just wrote straight away. Let it dry on the page first. Usually the act of writing it on paper calms down the circus in your head. And if you are at work or you are doing any other kind of activity, you may even be able to get back to it. But if you aren't able to get back to it and other thoughts pop up, which may happen, keep on writing one thought after the other on that page. And very important here, don't judge yourself. Don't try to fix yourself. Don't victimize yourself. Just accept that that thing popped in your head, you wrote it down. That in and of itself means that you want to take action. You are helping yourself. Whatever you feel, don't ever feel bad about what you just wrote because nothing is wrong with you, nor with your thinking. If you catch yourself overthink, feel jealous, anxious because of your work, your future, your relationships, nothing is wrong. You are judging yourself and victimizing yourself for not being perfect while forgetting that no one is perfect. But writing things down will allow you to not only empathize more with yourself, but also with the people around you. Because everyone has their demons, everyone has their way of thinking about themselves and the way they see certain situations. This exercise is bringing light to how you process your information. You are bringing your subconscious to the spotlight. You can analyze consciously what your subconscious does automatically and eventually change that perspective. And you can change that perspective by counter-argumenting everything you've just written down. You are going against what you believe in that point in time, this irrational self. And I usually give myself 20 minutes before I even get into this step so that I really allow myself to take a break. And you deserve a break too. And once you've taken that break, let's just say you are overthinking about being anxious to lose your job or anxious to lose your partner you can now counter-argument those thoughts that you've just written down. You can counter-argument the situation. Situation, in this case, is being is your job uh, or your partner. So you can ask questions like, what are the reasons I don't need to be afraid to lose my job or partner? Because when you are overthinking, you will most likely be in this black and white zone and you definitely need to explore the gray zone too. Other questions are like, Other reasons that you are afraid, even valid reasons, check these against reality. Could these reasons mean something completely different that you've never thought of? Or what are these reasons telling you about yourself that you need to work on yourself? So you're redirecting the problem, the thing that you are overthinking about from the situation, which in this case is the partner or the job, to yourself and taking responsibility on where you can change something on yourself, what you need to work on in order to not feel this way, because in the end, the thoughts are created by yourself. Or put yourself in the position of one of your muses uh, or inspirations or one of your friends. How would they act in this particular situation? If If they were to be in the same shoes as you are right now, how would your inspirations act? And that is a completely different perspective from the perspective that you are in right now. Because you're thinking about your idols, about this ideal version of yourself that you would like to become at some point in your life or that version that you strive to be. How would they act? What would they work on themselves in order to overcome the situation? Or would they completely ignore the situation? Because it can happen that whatever you're overthinking about, at some point you say, hey, stop, I'm going to do something completely different and I'm just going to ignore it. There's people like that. What would your muses say? Counter-argumenting essentially is to find 
as many different perspectives that work for you. You need to find a reason to be okay with that thought in your head. And once you've found this reason in your head, you are now able to close these thoughts because you are okay with that thought being there. You are also okay to find that the thousand truths that you had put in your head when you were overthinking, well, you now understand that those truths are all imagined scenarios. And you will most probably see that there are alternative scenarios, multiple alternative scenarios that may explain whatever you are overthinking about. And in the end, you will probably find a solution to the situation you were having difficulties to deal with. And that solution will 99% of the time not even involve solving the problem that you are overthinking about, but it will be solving the way you were thinking about the problem. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Muse. Let me know what you think. I appreciate all your feedback and make sure to tag me on your social media. Spread the word. Share this episode with anyone that might need this. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you feel super motivated. And uh, yeah, otherwise, as usual, I wish you an amazing day and let's catch up next week.